It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Phone number is 547-1610. Also available via email, 610KONA.com, the bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. We're on Twitter at bottom line 610, parlor at the bottom line 610, and we're also available on the free mobile app through the Google Play and at the Apple Stores. Rob Francis, Ed Dawson here. And welcoming into the program, Pat Nolan, the founder and director emeritus of the Nolan Center for Justice Reform, part of the American Conservative Union Foundation. Mr. Nolan, thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. Oh, it's great to be on with you. Now, Mr. Nolan, talk to us a little bit about this movement that we have seen over the last couple of years. Uh, many people are know and aware are aware of George Soros and uh, his connections in American politics and his contributions and where they have gone, particularly at the national level. But a couple of years ago, Mr. Soros decided to change gears and start focusing on municipal races, particularly when it comes to the prosecutorial end and district attorney's positions. Yeah, he's pumped, he and his billionaire buddies have pumped over $100 million dollars into local prosecutors' races. And, of course, most people don't know who their local prosecutor is. Um, and uh, they have put TV ads on. They have volunteers walking the street. And, of course, they don't say they're revolutionaries, uh, but they are. And across the country, they've elected 31 of their acolytes. And, uh, you know, some of the ones that I think your listeners will be aware of their actions, if not themselves. In uh, Philadelphia, Larry Krasner got $1.7 million to be installed as their district attorney. He refuses to prosecute any of the rioter, rioters and looters that have been arrested. His only experience prior, prior to being DA was filing 75 different lawsuits against police officers and representing Occupy Philadelphia and Black Lives Matters. Uh, you know, and uh, it's so bad he's not prosecuting gun crimes. Uh, the murder rate is uh, up significantly over last year. But it's so bad that the legislature took authority over gun crimes away from him and gave it to their attorney general so that the gun laws would be enforced. Uh, in Portland, you know, which for over 100 days has been burned and looted, their prosecutor, Schmidt, who was also elected with uh, Soros's help, has kicked loose without charges every single one of the people arrested in their rioting and arson. And he's set them all loose, and uh, they're back on the streets to do more of uh, their hooliganism. And uh, the, the public is left undefended. These people elected by Soros, their priority is, quote, social justice. It's not public safety. It's crime, uh, you know, it's race, gender, you know, all the uh, special interests that they represent, not the average person. 
And of course, that's the Marxist construct is to break people down by race and gender. And, uh, you know, everybody has a grievance rather than looking at the people as united. Uh, one other person that's of note is Chesa Boudin, who is now the DA in San Francisco. Uh, people may remember his parents. They were part of the Weather Underground, a communist terrorist group that uh, tried to rob a Brinks truck uh, so they could finance the revolution. Uh, uh, two police officers and one of the Brinks guards ended up dying, and Chase Boudin's parents went to prison. His dad is still in prison. So his parents gave him to a couple to raise in absentia for them, and that was Bernadine Dorn and Bill Ayers in Chicago, longtime communist. And the, as a young man, Boudin was so impressed with the communist thug Hugo Chavez, he paid his own way to go down there and spend several years as an advisor to Chavez. And now he's the DA of San Francisco. It's truly unbelievable, all these connections. And, of course, Bill Ayers, uh, what some may not remember, a close confidant of former President Obama. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, one other Obama connection, you know, in uh, Chicago, uh, where, um, uh, you know, the, the DA there, uh, Kim Fox, kicked loose every rioter arrested, but decided to prosecute the... Um, the McCloskeys, who defended their home, not firing a weapon, but having their weapons. She's prosecuting them, but not the rioters. She's the same prosecutor that, after consulting with Michelle Obama, dropped all charges against Jussie Smollett, the the man with the made-up hate crime. Uh, And uh, it, it was so outrageous that she didn't prosecute him. Uh, that the courts took it away from her and appointed a special prosecutor for him. I mean, she's not doing her job. You know, she's not uh, putting rioters and looters in prison. Instead, she's going after innocent homeowners exercising their Second Amendment rights to defend their home. We're talking with Pat Nolan, the founder and director emeritus of the Nolan Center for Justice Reform here on The Bottom Line. And Mr. Nolan, you know, many Americans tend to look at things in the, you know, through through the glass of what we know, the Constitution, that, you know, elections are how we determine things, and that we like to believe that more people may be engaged than actually are, that, that ultimately it is the people's voice that determines things. But what we're seeing in these particular situations and the actions that are being fostered by many of these uh, prosecuting attorneys and district attorneys is a regard not just for the law, but also a regard for the system that our country is built on. Yes. And in fact, their object is not to put a leftward tilt on the system. It's to destroy the system. That's their intent. They want to create chaos. Remember Rahm Emanuel saying, never let a crisis go to waste. That's what they're doing. They're not enforcing laws and letting cities burn, but they are going after police officers and charging them. And the result of that is, uh, between the attacks of the street people, uh, street rioters, and the district attorney, what, what person 
would risk their life and their home and their wife and children to defend us. You know, after the assassination of the two deputies in Los Angeles County, where they celebrated uh, their uh, injuries, hoping they would die, what what person is going to be a police officer? And that's by design. They want to make it so nobody becomes a police officer. And uh, and the cities are unprotected, so they can do their predations. Uh, remember, in uh, Russia, in 1917, the Tsar was overthrown by Democrats, small-D Democrats. They formed a government and were meeting uh, the Duma, passing laws, following all the procedures. Germany smuggled Lenin in, and with a handful of dedicated revolutionaries, they overthrew that democratic government and installed communism with an iron fist. Tens of thousands of people died then in 1917, and over the following years, millions murdered by the communists, and that's what they want for us. They want to control. They're after power. And they will say or do anything to take over, including undercutting our cities and letting our people live in fear of being unprotected. We're talking with Pat Nolan, founder and director emeritus of the Nolan Center for Justice Reform with the American Conservative Union Foundation here on The Bottom Line. Now, Mr. Nolan, uh, there will be some in our audience that uh, are going to kind of roll their eyes at what you say and that you contend uh, that there's a, you know, a group of billionaires led by George Soros that are pulling the strings behind the scenes and dismiss this as being a conspiracy theory. How would you address those folks? Well, uh, it's not a theory. It's proven that, you know, through diligence, we've been able to trace this dark money that they have. And uh, unfortunately, some of their people have bragged about what they were able to do with their money. So all this is public knowledge. It's uh, been printed in newspapers and government reports. It's just difficult to try to track it down. They use so many cutouts and things like that. But we've been able to track it down. And some, again, Chase Abudin and uh, Larry Krasner celebrate that they're part of Soros' organization. I might say, too, at both of their victory parties, the chant went up, F the police. F the police went on and on for minutes in San Francisco and Philadelphia. And this is for the chief law enforcement officer of their cities. It's just so if people think it's a conspiracy, yeah, they can bury their head in the sand, but it's happening. And 31 prosecutors owe their offices to these billionaires. And, um, uh, you know, one uh, one they defeated a Democrat prosecutor in Northern Virginia, and uh, afterwards his campaign manager said, "You know, we weren't defeated. He bought the election. You know, there's no way a local prosecutor can deal with having hundreds of thousands of dollars poured into their race. Most people don't know who they are, and most people aren't aware to the last minute." that uh, Soros appears, and all of a sudden he has all these workers on the street and all these ads, and of course they don't say we're revolutionaries. Instead, they talk about legitimate problems are with the criminal justice system. I've been working to reform it for over 20 years, 
But these folks have done everything they can to undercut legitimate reforms that wants to improve the criminal justice system. On the other end of the spectrum from the folks that think this is a conspiracy theory are those that on some level believe that this is going on and that uh, George Soros and others are pulling the strings, but may be anywhere between upset to apathetic because they're not sure that there's anything that they can do to stop it. Yeah, that's I get that from a lot of people saying, well, what do we do? Um, You know, forewarned is forearmed. Uh, Know that they're coming. Uh, Look at your prosecutor. Familiarize yourself. Now, there are some bad prosecutors that are, you know, uh, scorched earth. Uh, They, you know, uh, hide evidence, things like that. We don't want those prosecutors either. But if you've got a legitimate prosecutor, somebody that has worked to try to improve the system, familiarize yourself with them. Praise them in the local press on talk shows and things. Offer to help in their campaign, but also send up the warning signals that if somebody appears out of the blue to run for prosecutor with no background, that beware, tons of money is going to follow. And uh, alerted, the public can pay attention to that. But without that warning... Uh, you know, they've rolled over the top of these prosecutors when, you know, they had no idea that it was coming. And we're talking with Pat Nolan here on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Well, Mr. Nolan, you know, it's it's been certainly years that this shift has gone on where more people have paid less attention to their local races and more to the uh, sexiness of national races. Uh, And even in situations like, for example, in Washington state, where a primary uh, voters pamphlet is no longer sent out to voters, it's placed online. How important is it today for voters to really take the time, invest the time in the people that are asking for their vote, be be it a prosecuting attorney or be it something simple as a city council person, to really take that time and invest and find out not only what they stand for, but Who's investing in them as well? It it is so important. And don't leave it up for the other guy. Do it yourself. If you're worried about what you see going on in these other cities, be aware. Familiarize yourself with the local landscape. Educate uh, yourself and then spread the word. Because uh, Justice Brandeis said, sunlight is the best disinfectant. And shining a light on these cockroaches that are undercutting our government uh, is the, the way uh, to do it. And, uh, yes, uh, an informed electorate can't uh, be uh, bamboozled like they've been doing, but a quiescent electorate is exactly what they want. I might say it's not just prosecutors. They also began about six years ago systematically running their candidates for secretary of state position. And, you know, that's a no, uh, you know, uh, uh, no publicity position. And you look around the country, the number of problems there are with secretaries of state who are mailing ballots to every voter on the voters' roll, whether they're alive or dead, whether they've moved to other states. You look at the states that are undercutting 
the integrity of our elections, and they're Soros people. He's been after this for years, and it's about time our people woke up and said, what on earth is going on? You know, and and alert, you know, we need uh, Paul Revere's alert saying, you know, the Soros radicals are coming. Uh, and uh, and equipping our people with facts so they can fight back. In in Loudoun County, where I lived in Virginia for 20 years, they had a great prosecutor who was reformed. She was really making great strides. She set up veterans courts, drug treatment courts, uh, mental health courts. Uh, she uh, downplayed uh, prosecution for marijuana and instead went after the harder drugs. She had eight hundred and some eight hundred and thirty thousand dollars spent against her. She barely lost, but she was just inundated by that amount. If we'd been aware that Soros was coming, we could have built her up and gotten her reelected. But he caught us by surprise. We're talking with Pat Nolan, the founder and director emeritus of the Nolan Center for Justice Reform, the American Conservative Union Foundation here on the bottom line. And Mr. Nolan, you wrote a fantastic article about all of this. If any of our listeners uh, want to read that article in full, where can they go to find it? It's the American Conservative. Just go online, uh, type in Nolan and Soros. It'll probably come up. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'd appreciate them reading it and send it to their friends, uh, alert people. Um, also, you're in the Tri-City or, uh, Tri-Cities area. I just wanted to give a shout-out there. Uh, I went to, I was the best man in a wedding there. You have the most beautiful young women ever <laughs> in the Tri-Cities area. Uh, the Westermeyer family was the bride, uh, and uh, her grandfather, Reese ran the Reese Concrete Company, did a lot of irrigation work there over the years. But uh, I really came to love the Tri-City area there. So (laughs) I just wanted, I knew you were from there, and I just wanted to say, wow, I was really impressed with all all the young ladies there. Well, appreciate that, Mr. Nolan. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, And again, if anybody would like to read Pat Nolan's article, look up American Conservative. Uh, on the internet, and you could put in Nolan and Soros, and you'll find that article. Pat Nolan, founder and director of Emeritus. It's Nolan Center for Justice Reform with the American Conservative Union Foundation. Thank you for your time, sir. We appreciate it. That'll do it for this portion of the bottom line. Got plenty more coming when we return, including the donkey of shame. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. 547-1610 is the number if you'd like to get involved in the program. Roof Max, locally owned and operated, could give you more life on your roof than you think. 5, 10, maybe even 15 years more than what you think your roof currently has left, thanks to their state-of-the-art application that has been developed at Battelle Labs and at Ohio State University, and it's only 10 to 20% the cost of what a new roof will run you. Contact them to come out and give you a free quote, a free estimate. They'll let you know if there's any small repairs that need to be done that they can do for you as well. But contact RoofMax today, locally owned and operated, to extend the life of your current roof by visiting their website, RoofMax.com. So we'd be remiss if we didn't touch on it. A little bit of football this Friday, Ed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Big Ten came out, and they uh, have voted 
to resume the football season. We've been waiting on word from the Pac-12. Initially, Commissioner Larry Scott came out and said it was the state's faults they couldn't do it. Uh, Gavin Newsom immediately fired back and said, no, it's not us, man, it's you. Pac-12 has been discussing a start, and we've been we've been hearing rumors that a vote could come uh, this weekend about resuming the season, which could be a seven- or eight-game slate, could mirror what the Big Ten is doing, uh, could be something a little bit on their own, but really the rush now is to be able to be eligible for the national championship. Uh, I'm not usually one to divert a conversation away from football, but we have some breaking news. Multiple uh, organizations have confirmed Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away at the age of 87. Wow. Wow. Oh, boy. Yes. If you thought the heat just, if you thought it was hot enough, it just got hotter. If you think, what do you think Mitch McConnell's doing right now? Well, there had been rumors that she was not in good health, had been through a number of procedures. Certainly. Um, Metastatic pancreatic she, cancer is yes. what they're saying. Um, she's 87. Yeah. I mean, that's not a spring chicken either. Uh, but yes, we are now uh, getting confirmation from a number of uh, sources, including ABC News and many others, that yes, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away at the age of 87. Um, are we going to are we going to see uh, oh, the boy. nuclear option uh, again when it oh. comes to a? Uh, Supreme Court justice, uh, where they will wait until after the oh, election. Oh, no. No, no, you are not. Well. You will. I'll tell you what. We have heard rumblings of this for the last few months. Mitch McConnell point blank said, no, we will not wait if there is an opening. Point blank said we will not wait. Now, of course, you know this is going to be the whole, we're going to start seeing Merrick Garland thrown up against the wall. Yep. But remember, big difference here. The president and the Senate are of the same party. Yes. The president and the Senate were not of the same party, and knowing that he was not going to get reelected, boy, they delayed that to the end of time. You're going to see a nominee tomorrow. You Well, it's isn't it a bit ironic that what it was only a day or two ago that Trump announced that he had uh, a, a another pool, list of twenty, a pool, yes, of candidates. Among them, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, the the AG in Kentucky, yep. Tom Cotton, Tom Cotton, another uh, name that people Josh might know. Hawley, mm-hmm. the senator from Missouri, uh, among the the names oh, that he's already man. put out there. But I will tell you this: gonna, just going to throw this out there right now. Yep. I don't think you're going. Here's what you're going to see. My opinion, it's either going to be Amy Coney Barrett, whose name is put forward to have an have a have another female on the Supreme Court justice, the Supreme Court, or you're going to see possibly the AG from Kentucky or somebody else who um, is a minority candidate. I don't think you're going to see because the first two that he nominated were Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh. I think you will see somebody different this time. It will either be a female nominee or it will be a minority nominee from the president. 
but I expect to see a minority over the week or a, a nomination over the weekend, whether it is a female or a minority nomination from the president. You, I expect to see this over the weekend. I don't want to make it sound like we are glossing over her death um, at all. I think that, you know, I do want to spend a moment. Um, I mean, she had an, an amazing life and an oh, amazing, amazing career. Um, again, 87 years old and she had been serving 27 years on the on the US Supreme Court 27 years that is an incredible run uh very obviously you know was one of the architects of the women's rights movement in the 1970s uh was you know liked by a lot of people i mean she never she never um you know, not they didn't like all of her rulings necessarily, but her as a person, you hardly ever heard anything disparaging about her. Uh, the left loved her and, and lionized her. Absolutely. And, no and question more, about it. And more so over the last few years than right. they did at any other time before that. But some it, of that may have just been out of reverence. Well, I mean, again, and, and out of a, Trump. Uh, well, OK, but an 87 year old woman who spent 20 she was the second woman on mm-hmm. the supreme court yeah okay. after Sandra Day O'Connor that's right so 27 years uh in in that position is incredible for anybody sure. period and yeah she was pretty influential so i didn't want to gloss no. over that and make it look like you know we're but picking at the carcass, so no, to speak. No, 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 not at all. I mean, but, but look, let's face it. Th- there's been discussion for a couple of years yes. about her and Stephen Breyer. Yes. And, yes. And if one of those positions came open before the end of Trump's first term, it was going to be a Donnybrook. If you thought, I mean, Gorsuch was bad. Kavanaugh was the barn doors were thrown open. Yeah. Imagine what's going to happen in the next two months. Less than two months. Yeah. Imagine what's going to happen in less than two months, in, in, in the next, before November 2nd. Imagine what's going to happen. This is going to be something, we keep saying this over and over again, but it's true. It's going to be something like we haven't seen before. Because everything is so politically charged. And it's funny because, as you mentioned that about, uh, you know, the rulings, the Supreme Court has always operated separately. In, in the aspect of, they do not ideologically differentiate themselves among each other. They may hold different views and opinions, but as a as a construct, all we have heard over and over again is that the judges have good relationships among even though they may disagree. Yeah. They are when when I mean Brett Kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch have both been defended by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. True. Um so there is a there's a collegialness on the Supreme Court that defies the political environment and the politicization of what we have seen with the Supreme Court. They try to rise above that with their relationships with each other. You know, Scalia, tough conservative, was beloved by everyone on the Supreme Court because of who he was as a person. Sure. They value the inte- the intellect. Yes. more than they value the pol- the politics. If you can make a valid intellectual argument, it's respected. Absolutely. And that's where the Supreme <laughs> Wouldn't Court Wouldn't that be great if everyone did yeah, that, Yeah, I right? know, right? <laughs> but this is this is going to be I like I said, I expect I, we could have it by midnight knowing this president. 
I expect to see, without question, look, McConnell and Trump are probably on the phone right now. I, I, I want to read not the entire thing, but uh, just bits and pieces of the uh, release, the news release that came out a short time ago uh, from the Public Information Office of the U.S. Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, it says, Associate Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died this evening uh, surrounded by her family at her home in Washington, D.C. due to complications of uh, metastatic pancreatic cancer. She was 87 years old. Uh, Justice Ginsburg was appointed to the U.S. Supreme Court by President Clinton in 1993, was the second woman appointed to the court to serve more than 27 years. She is survived by her two children. You may note that uh, her husband, actually, uh, Martin David Ginsburg, passed away uh, in 2010. Uh, Chief Justice John Roberts said of his colleague, quote, Our nation has lost a jurist of historic stature. We at the Supreme Court have lost a cherished colleague. Today we mourn, but with confidence that future generations will remember Ruth Bader Ginsburg as we know her, or as we knew her, a tireless and resolute champion of justice. End of quote. Now, a private in, uh, in, uh, interment service will be held at Arlington National Cemetery. Again, as well that's, should. That's, that's part of. Um, there's a lot more. It gets into her history and, and, mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. Um, so, yeah, again, far be it for me to derail a conversation about football, but uh, this one just came across. Uh, and if you're just joining us, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has officially died. And I say that officially because there were plenty of rumors oh, about yeah. her death over the last year or so. Uh, she has passed away at her home, surrounded by her family. Uh, metastatic pancreatic cancer complications, 87 years old. Again, spent 27 years Mm -hmm. on the U.S. I mean, that is, that's a lot. Oh, it is. That is a lot. It's an extremely long time. And, you know, she will certainly be remembered as one of the justices that stood out during her time. Um, You know, she championed many causes. And while not everyone agreed with all of her rulings, and while some may have accused her of certain levels of activism, to me, true activism is doing without reason. Yes. Um, Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg, in all of her opinions, there was thought behind and reason behind why she did what she did. She came at it from an intellectual perspective that she believed that the law provided for and allowed for. And while you can talk about an activist judiciary, to me an activist judge is someone who dis, who dis, discards the law to make a ruling. And right. we've seen much of that. Where somebody but, operates yes. out of more of feelings than, than the actual constructs right. of the law. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was nothing but consistent yes ever since the 70s you know when she burst onto the scene yes she she interpreted law she was not an activist when it came to the law whether right. whether or not you agreed with decisions she made she just she made them from a place that she would use law to back up what she was saying and so that is a big that was a big difference between someone who discards versus someone who uses the law and its and its application to further your reasoning um 
and she was incredibly respected yeah, for that. Very much so. for that. And, you know, and I mean, a lot of people knew where she was coming from, and you know, her history with the the women's rights movement. But again, she 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 didn't try to change the law to suit her needs. She argued in favor, like you said. She she played the game, right? She she played the game. And um, she won quite a bit of the time, too. You know, and she did. And, and, you know, she beat cancer multiple times. Yes. She, I mean, the woman was a fighter from beginning to end. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that certainly was on display in in, in her arguments and how passionate she was in, in her decisions and in her writings. Um, oh, boy. This is going to be wow! You thought you thought Kavanaugh was bad. Oh man! It doesn't matter who gets nominated. It does not matter who gets nominated. The meat is going to be ripped off of their bones. Did I mention it's twenty twenty? <laughs> did, did I mention? You know, anybody the meat out is there going to be ripped whoever, off of her bones? Whoever recently said. Well, geez, what could possibly happen? We've been all through everything else this year. Yeah, for you, thanks a lot. Going to take a time out. Um, again, breaking news at the age of 87. U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610, KONA. Bottom line, News Radio 610, KONA. Final few minutes on your Friday afternoon. By the way, for those wondering uh, where does Ruth Bader Ginsburg rank as far as longest serving Supreme Court justices, 24th, believe it or not. Uh, Clarence Thomas, who is still on the court, actually has been serving longer. He was in 1991, Ruth Bader Ginsburg in 1994, or 1993, Stephen Breyer in 1994. Mm -hmm. So Clarence Thomas, the longest serving now, Antonin Scalia served longer. He was appointed in 86 uh, before he passed. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Bill from uh, Hermiston. I just... Want to thank you for reading Justice Roberts' statement. It was well put. After the celebration you guys had, I was really glad to hear that. Uh, it was not right what you came out with with uh, McConnell and Trump thinking about what they can do now. When Scalia died, we didn't celebrate Scalia. It was a terrible thing for the country. Well, first of all, and Bill. First of all, Bill, too. I'm going to stop you, Bill, because nobody is celebrating her death. That's absolutely 100 percent wrong and a mischaracterization on your part. So. That that's enough of that. No one is celebrating her death, but in this political climate, knowing exactly what's been discussed about another opening on the Supreme Court, absolutely that discussion is in place. It's not diminishing in any way, shape, or form Justice Ginsburg or celebrating her death. And for you to characterize it in that way, honestly, is quite despicable. And we made it pretty clear that that's not what we were doing, and we weren't glossing over her death, and that's why we went over and talked about her accomplishments 
and uh, read uh, part of the statement. So, And knowing full well what the implications are, there's no question that that is probably something that is happening. It's not a statement against her. No. Nope. It's a statement regarding the current environment, Bill. And if you can't differentiate that, that's not an us problem. That's a you problem. How about this for a segue? You want to do Donkey of Shame? Absolutely. <laughs> At the end of every week, uh, in the last segment, the last few minutes, we always pick somebody to ride the Donkey of Shame. Mine's easy. I know I'm going, yes, I am going for low-hanging fruit, pun intended, Jay Inslee, for taking and spreading apple maggots to eastern Washington He's my donkey of shame. He's already in the Hall of Fame, I know, but that was just, I, I mean, there's nobody in my book that, that deserved it more than him. How about you? Uh, mine is the uh, family who did the gender reveal party that caused the uh, massive wildfire uh, in Southern California, uh, one that has now claimed the life of a firefighter. Um, it is the El Dorado fire. Uh, a family apparently wanted to let everyone know they were having a boy by attaching or by putting blue smoke in an incendiary device, and it started the El Dorado fire. Now a firefighter has lost his life as a result, not to mention, of course, all of the uh, acres that have been burned. 19,000 acres have been burned at 66% contained. A firefighter's life has been lost now, all because someone didn't think of a better way to have a gender reveal um for their baby's sex and so they are easily riding my donkey of shame and and i'm sure the family is is once they find out the news that a firefighter died um i i imagine they will be rather upset um but these are the reasons people why you don't do things like this uh in any way shape or form you don't do things like this Knowing full well, especially in California, that is a water-starved area, you don't put an incendiary device in a field. Um, just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Again, if you're joining us late, uh, U.S. Supreme Court uh, Associate Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away at the age of 87, did so surrounded by her family uh, in her uh, Washington, D.C. area home. Uh, and uh, the accolades are already coming her way, uh, and uh, many wonderful things uh, said about her career and her as uh, a person, and that should not be diminished in any way. That's all for the bottom line. Afternoon Report, all your news and weather forecasts coming up. 